0: Hey friends, Pastor Marco here. First of all, thank you for listening to the weekly podcast. I want to um, encourage you to do something. If you listen to us from a different state or a different country, and you love the church and you want to be more connected to it, we are now opening it up for people to host new life communities from where they are. And if you're interested in being one of those people that can... Uh, host a watch party of our services where you can invite your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers, your neighbors or whatnot to come and be a part of it, uh, email us at info at coastcom because we want to be able to have pockets of New Life communities all over the nation and all over the world. So if you're interested, get back to us. Uh, we would love to connect with you. Also, if you're closer and you can be in the physical building, our uh, services now are at 9.15 and 11 a.m at our New Bedford location, and 11 a.m. at our forever River location. The best way to stay connected is by downloading our church app. Go to the browser uh, and just type in New Life South Coast, and our app will pop up on Apple or whatever else that you use for you to stay connected. I pray that today's message, as usual, will encourage you, challenge you, and, and bless your walk with the Lord. Luke chapter
1: 2. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. So Jesus, today we we come to celebrate your arrival. We come, Lord, not to celebrate your past arrival, but we come to celebrate the fact that you arrive every day, and you keep arriving, and you keep showing up, and you keep healing, and you keep restoring, and you keep blessing, and you keep saving, and you keep bringing hope beyond what we can understand. And we pray today, Jesus, once again, arrive. Arrive in our midst and heal, restore, bless, strengthen, encourage, and save us. Have your way, we pray, with us. Lord, have your way with this world, with everything that's happening, Lord. We ask, Lord, for a fresh outpouring of your spirit upon this world and upon this nation. And upon us in this room and watching online, may the power of your Holy Spirit be ever more real with us. We pray in your precious name, Jesus. And we all said, amen, amen. <laughs> and amen. They were terrified. My, uh, my kids, we have this thing where we, we love to scare each other. I don't know if you do this in your house, but we like to sneak up on each other and just scare each other. Just the other day, I got home from work and the three little ones was upstairs in my room. So I, I thought, man, this is a perfect opportunity. They have no idea I'm home. So I went upstairs on the hallway and I began to crawl my way into the bedroom, and. As I was crawling my way into the bedroom, one of them kind of came to the door, so I just made my move, and I scared the living lights out of all of them. And it was awesome. My wife hates it. But we love it. It's a fun way to live. <laughs> but it's one, it's one thing to be pranked and, and be scared out of a prank, but it's interesting that Here, the Bible says that these shepherds were terrified of this visit from this angel. And what's interesting is every single time in the Bible when a human interacts with the divine, their first immediate feeling is fear. They are always afraid of the divine. Like if you go search the scriptures, every single time there is an interaction between a human and the divine, fear is the first emotion that they feel. And every single time the divine has to announce, before the actual announcement, the first announcement is, do not be afraid. Now my friends, the thing is, humans have been afraid for a very long time. Like we've been afraid for a very long time and what happened this year is, all our fears were elevated to a whole nother level. Can we at least agree on that? That this year has been a year of fear, right? If we, go, if we trace back all the way to February when we were first hit, With this pandemic, fear broke loose in our nation and all over the world, because here we are facing an enemy that you don't even see. But it was wreaking havoc all over the place. And then to think that that was enough, not long after that, we were hit with another virus, a different type of virus called racism And we found our nation once again living in overwhelming fear and division. And to think that would be enough, a pandemic, racism, and then on top of that, we get hit with an election. (laughs) And we find ourselves once again in this place of fear. But the thing is, it's not new. Humanity has been struggling with fear for a very, very long time. If you go back all the way to the beginning, we've been struggling since we decided to try to live life independently from our Creator. Ever since we decided that we can do this on our own, that we got this, that we don't need any help, every single time the repercussions have been one of fear. Now, here's the thing. We are so good at pretending that we're not afraid. We are so good on putting on a front. My kids do it. I do it. And I, I have to confess to you, there's been times that they scared me. And they asked me, Dad, did we get you? But I'm too prideful to say yes. Right? And I go, come on, I saw you the whole time. Right? But they really got me. And that's the thing with us humans, right? We don't like to show weakness. Like we don't like to show that we're afraid. We don't like to show that, that something is wrong. And so what do we do? We, we put on our Sunday best. We put on our best smile. And we just say, I'm fine. Right? Because, because to show that we are afraid is to show that we're in need of help. It's to show that maybe something is missing. It's to show that maybe there's something that I don't have control over. And the greatest fear that we face is the fear of not being in control. If we were to kind of summarize the fear of humanity, control is the reason why we are so afraid. And this year, many of us can testify to that reality that, that when this whole thing hit and you begin to lose your income, it's not just your income that you're losing, you're losing a sense of control. When, when, when your relationships are not going well, it's not just the relationship that you're losing, you feel like you're losing control. When, when, when the business that you launched starts to falter a little bit and things are not going your way, you begin to feel a sense of, man, I'm losing control of what's really happening. And when your bank account begins to dwindle, it really feels like, man, things are out of control. Are you tracking with me? And so if we can be honest, I would would say this, if we could x-ray our hearts tonight, I think we can say, man, I am a little afraid. There is fear running through me and depending on your personality, depending on your amount of fear, we all would say like we're all kind of struggle with it and a little bit differently. Let me unpack that a little bit more. I think if we were to strip down control, there's two things that really bothers us when it comes to fear. Like, if we were to to, to x-ray your heart and, and, and give it a fear analysis, I think I would say control, the lack of control happens because of two things. One is when we feel like we're a failure. And two is when we feel like we're being rejected. That is what drives every single fear that we have as human beings. We feel like, Man, I'm trying to provide for my family. I can't make ends meet. I must be a failure. Man, I I try to launch this business and now things are going from bad to worse. Man, I just feel like a failure. And then in your relationships, you know, things are not working out. The worst thing about a relationship that you care about that doesn't work, you just feel like, man, I feel rejected. I feel like, I don't belong. I feel like I'm tr- I've tried everything I can. Why do I find myself in this place? But again, because we don't like to show weakness, what do we do? We overcompensate when we're afraid. When we're afraid, what we do is we puff our chest. What we're afraid is, what we do is we try to be louder than the fear. Well, you ever see people say, I'm not afraid of anybody? The louder they are, the biggest the fear. Don't elbow anybody. But that's a real Struggle that we have as human beings. We are very afraid. And depending on your personality, you are loudly afraid, some of us are quietly afraid. And so, when the angel shows up here, I hope you understand, he wasn't just talking about the natural fear, oh my gosh, we just saw the divine. What he was really saying is, you don't have to live in that place of fear, of failure, or in the place of rejection, because I didn't just come to tell you not to be afraid, I came to tell you that there is good news. Good news, my friends. The word good news here is where we get the word gospel from. The angel says, I came to announce the gospel to you. I came to announce the good news to you that you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in the same place of feeling rejected or feeling like you're a failure or feeling like you are out of control. And actually, this good news works when you can actually admit that you're not in control. It only works when you actually admit that you need help. That's the thing with how this good news works. You you have to be able to say, you know what? I've tried everything, and it seems like no matter what I try, I keep finding myself in the same exact spot. There's got to be a loophole to this whole process that I've been on in my life. But the thing with us human beings is we think, I just need one more thing. You ever said that? Of course you won't admit it because how can you? We don't like to show weakness. I just need this job to work out. I just need this relationship to work out. I just need this thing to work out. And sometimes the worst thing that can happen to us is to get exactly what we wanted and still feel like, wait, I thought this was gonna be the thing. So my friends, this good news comes when you can admit to the reality that yes, I do fail. yes, I do feel rejected. I'm not in control. The most mind boggling thing to me about Christmas is that God, knowing how much we struggle with being out of control, he decides to give up control. Think about it, you are the God of the universe and you decide to become a baby. There's nothing more vulnerable than a baby. A baby is at the mercy of other people, right? There's nothing more vulnerable than just being a little baby that can't take care of itself. Now, think about that. You're the God of the universe, and you submit yourself to being a baby. You have to understand the message here. God is saying, I'm willing to lose control to show you how to actually have control if you allow me into your life. So think about it. God had to submit himself to the same things that you go through in order to fully identify with you. That's what Christmas is. Is is the God of the universe saying, I have to show them how much I really care about them. The best way to do that is to become one of them. To fully submit myself to what fear looks like, to what rejection looks like. Listen, you think you're being rejected? Try Growing up in a neighborhood where everybody hears people say, oh, that's the son of God, but do you really believe that he's the son of God? Would you believe if some girl in your neighborhood said, I'm pregnant with God? <laughs> you would say, you're out of control. <laughs> this is what's wrong with your church people. <laughs> God got you pregnant, Right? So imagine living like that, living like he knows what rejection feels like. Talk about being a failure. Imagine your own brothers and sisters saying to you, you're a little weird. You should go preach somewhere else, this God thing. My friends, this is the stuff that Jesus submitted himself to to be a fully human, to be misunderstood, to feel like a failure, to feel rejected. On the day that he went to die for the sins of the world, his whole friends abandoned him. You're talking about being rejected. He didn't do anything wrong and he was still crucified. But all along, what he was doing is he was trying to show you, hey, I know what it feels like to feel like you're out of control. But you see, in the natural economy, it all looks bad, it all looks terrible, but in God's economy, that was his way of saying, oh, this is how I can actually bring you and rescue you and heal you and restore you back to me to show you that there's nothing on this world that's gonna give you the control and the focus and the strength and the love that you deserve because here's the thing, you don't deserve it, you can't earn it, you can only accept the grace and the gift that God is trying to give to you. See that the, the 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 most challenging thing about us humans we have a hard time accepting help we have to feel like we earned something you ever see someone you try to give them a gift they're like yeah but let me let me let me let me let me, let me give you something for it it's like oh, I'm just trying to give you a gift <laughs> it's called a gift That's the hardest thing about us humans. We always feel like we have to earn it. This is, my friends, this is why religion is so toxic. Religion is always about me earning something, me deserving something. Like, I pull myself up by the bootstraps. We love that story. I built this thing from nothing. But the reality is, you can't have anything that God has not already given you and, and affording you to have. That's why sometimes I believe God lets you do everything you want to do until you understand that you can't do anything worth doing without him being in the mix. So my friends, the good news is that this God who created the universe loses control for your sake, for my sake, so we can actually have life and life more abundant. But he didn't just come as a baby. He grew up and, and, he, and he lived and he showed you how to live. If you ever wonder what God looks like, you have to look at Jesus. If you ever wonder if God cares, you have to look at a cross because the cross was the ultimate sacrifice for the sins of the world. You have to understand what the word sin means. The word sin simply means missing the mark. We've been missing the point all along. That's why we feel rejected. That's why we feel like failures because we have failed to recognize that we can only live right when we are living according to God's will. And here's the interesting part. When you add up all the times that the divine has to say, do not be afraid. When you add up every single time he says that to you in the Bible, you, it adds up to 365 times. In other words, every single day of the year, God is trying to tell you, don't be afraid. I got you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I am for you. And that's what Christmas is. God with us. Not isolated from us. Not away from us. But God with you in the mess. Notice, he is God. He could have he had his son being born in the greatest hotel in Bethlehem, but he hadn't been born in a manger. I think God is always saying something. Hey, I'm gonna make sure my son is born in the midst of the most messiest place on earth to show you that I come right into your mess. I don't just come into the places that you think I don't come to. So today, my friends, the world is afraid. And the world thinks we need one more thing, and then we'll be okay. But we've been doing that for centuries now, and we're still not okay. You know, I, I, I'm leaving the house, I'm watching the news, and, and, and we're fighting over the stimulus package. <laughs> one side says, you deserve $600. The other side says, no, about $2,000. <laughs> Everybody said, 2000 is the side this is... This is a (laughs) no-brainer. But here's the thing, my friends, as I wrap up. If we needed a politician, God would have sent us one. If we needed a financial advisor, God would have sent us one. If we needed a, a fashionista, God would have sent us one. But God knows that at the end of the day, you can have all those things and still have the greatest need, which is for a savior. It's for someone that can actually rescue you. So, God, here's the thing with God, he doesn't just give you what you want, he gives you what you need. A savior is what you need. Now, here's here's the kicker God is actually trying to save you not from financial collapse, not from COVID. He's trying to save you from you. You're the one that he's saving you from. Why you? Because you're the only one that can get in the way of you. You're the only one that can get in the way of his will and his purpose for your life. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future. The question is, do you want it or are you going to continue to to pretend? Are you, are, but it, the, the catch is, are you ready to say, you know what? I, I've tried it my way. I, I don't want to die like Sinatra. I did it my way. I want to I wanna, I wanna go his way. I, I, I want to go his way. Because his way leads to eternity. His way leads to purpose. His way leads to meaning. His way leads to peace. His way leads to restoration. His way leads to life and life more abundant, not just in this world, but in the world to come. My friend, Christmas is not a holiday. Christmas is a way of life where God is with you in your mess, in your struggles, in your worries, in your disappointments. God always present No matter what's happening around you. That's the beauty of Christmas. It's not some pie in the sky somewhere. But the reality that God is with you even in a mess of life. But he's such an expert in turning messes into messages. That's what he does. So would you stand with me as we pray tonight? And I believe this with all my heart every time we gather is because God's calling one more person closer to him. He's saying, make room in your life so I can come in. So I can begin to work on you. So I can begin to heal you. So I can forgive you. Some of you, you're feeling out of control because you don't forgive yourself some of you you feel like you're too far gone but God sets moments like this to say no I I came after you your mess doesn't scare me it's why I died I died to show you my love and if we can be honest my friends what we really want what we really want is to be loved because when you love, you don't feel rejected. You don't feel like you're a failure. You don't feel like you need one more thing. When you're in love, you can be broken, happy. <laughs> but it's nice to have both. <laughs> so today, in your brokenness, would you let the Lord come to heal, to restore you? To rescue you because your greatest need is for a savior. You can't save yourself. That's one thing you can never be able to do. I don't care how much you try, you will be miserable, frustrated, trying to save yourself. You have a savior though who wants to come in and save you. Would you do me a favor? Bow your heads with me. Why do we bow our heads? It's to focus on us. It's a personal thing. He's a personal savior. He will come into the lives of those who say, I need saving. I need rescuing. I need healing. I need a new beginning. And if you're ready to make that decision today, it's the greatest decision you will ever make. is to allow this Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you, to empower you, and to begin a new day with you so if you're ready to do that today with every head bow eyes closed I'm going to ask you to do something by faith I'm going to ask you to trust that he's speaking to you because I know he is I'm going to ask you to do something if you believe this talk is resonating with your heart I want to pray for you where you are right now do me a favor actually do yourself a favor Lift your hand and say, that's me. Pray for me. Pray for me. So many hands. Anybody else? Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. This could be the greatest moment of your life. And I'm not exaggerating. You can go from death to life in a moment. In a moment. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? I don't don't want you to miss this moment. Listen, sometimes you got to do the right thing. Do it scared. Do it scared. Trust God by faith tonight. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, he will come. His spirit is here right now. So let's pray together. All of you will raise your hand. We're all going to pray, but especially if you raise your hand. Pray with faith. That's all it takes It's faith. Trust. That's another word for faith. Trust that this God is here with you right now. And pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I hear you. And today... I'm ready to surrender. I want to give up control. I want to ask you to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins, and to empower me by your spirit to live life according to your will. Jesus, I believe you came, you lived, you died, and you rose again to give me new life. So fill me with your spirit from this day forward. My life is yours. My future belongs to you. And I pray with confidence in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
0: We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share it with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.